Hello everybody, my name is Darren. I write a blog called Demon's Voice about movies and shit like that. You can find it at demonsvoice.blogspot.com. I'm also on Twitter at Demon's Voice, of which you should definitely follow me because why the fuck not? Today we'll be talking about the latest Men in Black movie, Men in Black International, uh, which comes, you know, I think about seven years after Men in Black 3 and has a new cast and director and all the rest of it. Uh, I think we all are fans of the first Men in Black movie, aren't we? It's pretty incredible. The second one, not so much. It's pretty shit. Uh, and it is also the source of my biggest, one of my biggest movie sort of shames, because when it first came out, I was only about 12 years old, and I really loved it, and so I bought it on DVD, and I spent a whopping 18 quid on it, which is fucking crazy. Bear in mind that was 18 quid in about 2002, and when I was 12 years old, so that would be the equivalent in adult money today of about, I don't know, a house? The equivalent of a house, maybe? Uh... Men in Black 3 I hadn't seen until the other day, and I heard people saying that Men in Black 3 you think is shit because of Men in Black 2, but then you watch Men in Black 3 and you go, oh, actually, it's okay. So I watched it, and no, it, it is shit. It's even worse than Men in Black 2. I hated it. It was fucking awful. So I went into Men in Black International with, I don't know, average expectations, because I love the first one, but all the sequels since have been pretty crap. And if I went in with average expectations... It did not meet them. It is also pretty fucking terrible, as I guess I'll explain now. Uh, oh, I also saw a thread on Twitter in which uh, somebody was collecting every time a review or whatever made a joke about, oh, this film's so bad, I wish I'd been neuralized. And so I tried to avoid that joke by therefore making it about four times in this blog, I think. So when you hear it, I don't need to think that I wasn't aware that it is a cliched thing to say. It's just, you know, fuck it, why not? It's there to be said, isn't it? Everyone else is, so why shouldn't I say it over and over again? Anyway, uh, anyway, so here's the blog reading, I guess. Let me know what you think of the film if you've seen it, and enjoy the words I have to say to you right now. Cheers! In this latest instalment of the Men in Black series, we see that Liam Neeson is the head of the secret organisation's London division. After that interview that he gave a little while back, though, I'm guessing that he calls his organisation the Men in Black Bastards. Not that anybody seems to remember that anymore. Either the internet really is a fucking fickle place when it comes to its outrage and cancel culture, or those neuralizers really do work. Meanwhile, Tessa Thompson joins the American branch as a new recruit after having been obsessed with the idea of alien life visiting the planet since she was a child. Because aliens are to most children what Morrissey is to most lonely 20-somethings. They're a phase we all go through before realising that they're ridiculous and we have to move on with our lives. Her boss, Emma Thompson, however, sends her over to Neeson's division in England because she thinks that something is up with London. I mean, that's a fucking understatement, isn't it? Boris fucking Johnson is about to become Prime Minister, and so I imagine that within the year most Londoners will be living on a diet of cockroaches and wanking into their fallout shelter to stay sane, and the rest of us in the North will be fucking jealous of how good they have it. Right now, though, there's some extraterrestrial shit that needs sorting out, and so rookie agent Thompson is partnered up with fellow agent Chris Hemsworth as the two set about trying to solve it. You might remember from the previous instalments of this franchise that Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones were the main characters. However, in this new film, there is almost no mention of them at all. I don't know where Jones has gone, but I reckon that we can probably look to Liam Neeson and his kosh for an explanation as to where Smith's character might be. Essentially, Men in Black International is a soft reboot for the franchise, in that it features almost entirely new characters, but is still supposedly set in that same world. In fact, 
I think that Emma Thompson's character is the only person to survive the call after appearing in Men in Black 3 as the replacement to Rip Torn's Agent Zed. I know it's nothing to do with this film, but it's always fun to remember that the aging actor Torn was fired from the franchise, having been arrested for breaking into a bank while so drunk that he thought it was his own home. If only he'd had Liam Neeson's neuralizer handy to erase the bad press, I guess. Although, if you can keep Emma Thompson in your franchise, then why the fuck wouldn't you? And I have to say that keeping her on board is one of the few things that this movie does right. She's only in it for a few minutes, but whenever she does show up, it's like a breath of fresh air after you've been forced to inhale exclusively from a box of farts. As of now, the only good Men in Black film is the brilliant first one, with even the original sequel struggling to recreate what made it so great. It was simple, it was full of heart, it was funny, it was poignant, it had cool creature effects, and the central duo worked brilliantly together. Men in Black International doesn't understand this at all, however, and seems to think that the appeal of the first film was simply the action and the effects. Except, that instead of the cool practical effects of Rick Baker that gave the first installment its charm, this new film simply throws CG at the screen like shit at a wall. There might be more of it and it might be more realistic, but it lacks any sense of character or uniqueness that made the first one so special. In fact, there's even a cameo from Pierce Morgan in this movie, which I feel should come with a fucking warning from the beginning. I know aliens can be grotesque creatures, but Morgan looks like a pus-filled genital wart on the cock of an inflated pig as its corpse rots in the sun. In a Men in Black film, I want the aliens to be memorable and interesting to look at, but watching Pierce Morgan speak is like watching the spitting piss flaps of an anal grub as it explodes with bile, and it made me want to vomit up the fucking walls. I know that in Men in Black 2 there was a similar cameo from Michael Jackson, but at least he has a huge, deluded, fan base that might get a kick out of seeing him. But who the fuck wants to see Pierce Morgan in a movie? Unless, of course, that movie was a documentary about whether or not it's possible to die from being kicked in the bollocks over and over again. Perhaps you might think that none of that really matters, though, as this film only really serves to be a vehicle for Hemsworth and Thompson to shove their comedic chops and chemistry together. I mean, they were great in Taika Waititi's Thor Ragnarok, right? But even they failed to lift this film out of its generic blockbuster funk, with the script and direction feeling about as corporate as an advert for a fucking credit card. It was like turning up to a James Brown or Marvin Gaye concert, and finding out that they'd been replaced by the Spice Girls, because when you were hoping for something with a bit of soul, what you got was some generic manufactured bullshit with a brand name that was popular in the 90s. The first film worked with Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith perfecting the straight man and comedy sidekick shtick, and that's clearly what they're attempting here. Except that without Thor's pathos, Hemsworth simply comes across as unlikably cocky, and without Valkyrie's inner pain, Thompson just seems fucking dull. By the halfway point, I actually started to wonder if Taika Waititi had paid for this movie to be made himself, to simply show off how good a director he is by comparison. There is another character in it that gets the odd laugh with Camille Nanjiani providing the voice of a tiny little alien called Pawnee, except because he's so small, his comments may as well be coming from off-screen, as though a live audience has been hired to provide a laughter track, and even they've gotten so bored that they've started to fucking heckle. Original director Barry Sonnenfeld was in the same school of people as the Coen brothers and Sam Raimi, and so his Men in Black trilogy was at least always weird and distinct. But new director F. Gary Gray's back catalogue is littered with generic actioners such as A Man Apart and Law Abiding Citizen. Not to insult the man, but can you think of any directorial tick that you could identify as being distinctly his own? Because if he has one, then clearly it's that his films conclude with a quick flash of the neuralizer to prevent me from fucking remembering them. Of course, it's worth praising the film for having a co-lead that's female. The brilliant Men in Black hinted that Smith would have a female partner before Men in Black 2 changed his mind and replaced her with a dog in a fucking suit. But despite having the look and name of a Men in Black film, this new entry has jettisoned all but the very basic and superficial elements of what made the franchise what it was. Beyond anything, its plot is so convoluted that I couldn't follow it, and yet I still managed to figure out the twist before I even knew there was likely to be one. But I suppose its worst crime is that it's trying too hard to be cool. As a result, this movie ends up feeling like a Men in Black film that's been generated by a fucking spreadsheet. 
What's popular? Marvel films. Can we get the cast of Thor? Yes. Can we get the director too? No. But can we make it feel like a blooper reel for that film crossed with a billboard for Topshop? Yes, we can. And that is exactly what we have here. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and see you next time.